Friendship, for example, is a real gift. It's an insane world. But in it, there is one sanity. The loyalty of old friends. You're the best friends anybody ever had. Alone, bad friend, good. Bubba was my best good friend. I had to make sure that he was okay. Friendship and family. These are things that matter. We just become best friends. Yep. Touch my friends again and I'll buy you. Thanks, Mike. You're my best friend here. Lose one friend. Lose all friends. Lose yourself. We ride together. We die together. Bad boys for life. That's what friends are for, right? Friends? Friends. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. If you're not over here in 15 minutes, you can find a new best friend. <laughs> You've been saying that since the fifth grade. What up, my dogs? Welcome back to the I Am Your Friend podcast. This episode is sponsored by Nobody. Because we still haven't hit 50 monthly listeners, but we'll get there. Uh, our guest today is our friend Lexi. Uh, you may know her as the uh, lead vocalist for the band Spaced, who is taking over the world. Hey, Lexi. Hey. What's going on? Nothing. I'm just hanging. That's good. How uh, you, you guys have just been hitting it so hard lately with Space? Just like travel. Like, tell me about it. What's going on? How is? Uh, how does it feel to just like hit it super fast? You know what I mean? You guys put out an EP and then just fucking hitting the road. Well, so like this is my first band. Right. As you know, but most people sure. might not know. Um, And like Donnie, Dan, John and Joe have all been in bands before me. So like the surrealism, I don't know if it hits me as hard as them because they've tried this before and it hasn't like done anything right. for them. But, like, space is obviously doing a lot better than we expected. Sure. Um. So, it's crazy. Um. I don't think it really set in until this past Saturday we played Sticks and Stones Fest in Worcester. Right, which is the new Fun Glory. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, like, first of all, I was, I don't really get nervous before our sets, Um. but that one I was nervous because it's like there's... Of course. There's a stage. We had a barricade. A barricade for, like, us is insane. Right. Um, and it just like definitely felt like a warp tour type of situation. So I was like, "Holy shit, I'm playing warp tour!" Right, ah! right, right. It did. It looked like it. Yeah. It was um, nice. but like, obviously, once I get up there and like start doing my thing, it just like goes by, and I'm sure. just like so used to it at this point. Um, and then I'm like walking off the stage, and all of a sudden I see Chad Gilbert. Yeah. Just standing there behind the fence because he kept getting stopped by people. And he like wanted to hide so we could watch our set. So he was like, "Hey!" And I was like, "Holy!" Yeah. I was like, "That's Chad Gilbert." And Damn. at first, it didn't really like settle in because you could just see from like here up. Yeah. But I was like, "There's no other just like random white man just <laughs> just like jump out and like be like, hey, what's up?'" Right. Um Well, there might be. I uh, mean, yeah, but like, <laughs> no. uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Chad Gilbert is the uh, guitarist and main songwriter for Newfound Glory. Yeah. yeah. Um. And like Chad, since literally day one, since the demo came out we dan i think sent it to him on the space instagram was like hey man like big fan uh my band just put out this demo like i know you like hardcore here and like we just did it to be silly and like he literally answered it and like posted on a story and was like you guys are really good like i'm looking forward to see what happens with you guys and has like genuinely like kept up to date with us and then asked us to come onto this festival so like that was just really cool and while he supported from like behind a screen, um, actually seeing him support in person was like, oh, he likes us. Yeah. Like it's not just him being a nice guy. Um, 
And he was just, like, talking to all of us. And, like, I felt very comfortable talking to him. But, like, Dan and Donnie and, like, all of them were like, oh, my God, it's Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, like, Dan was like, I was nervous. Like, right. Yeah, of course. He didn't know what to say to him. And I was like, I mean. I would feel the same. I wouldn't I wouldn't really know how to. Re- I mean, because Newfound Glory for me, like, you know, yeah. the first, like, two, three records that they put out, like, I was, like, eight or nine years mm-hmm. old, you know, and, like, they had such a lasting impression on me. So, like, I don't know, when you meet somebody from, like, that was, like, a childhood hero, it's, like, insane. I mean, yeah. that's, like, when me and Dan met Blank, you know, yeah. like, I literally did not say a word to, like, oh, it was, yeah. like, a photo op thing, and, like, you, we stood in line and, like, had it, went and took a picture in front of a thing and everything, and I literally, like, I'm between Mark Hoppus and Travis Barker, and I did not say a word. I would have thrown up. Yeah, and, like, I, I was, don't even like, like, freaking that much. out, dude. <laughs> It was nuts. I mean, and it's crazy now to like, like see like Travis Barker on like the Kardashians. Dude, and I were just watching the Kardashians last night. Dude, I like it. It's um, a funny show. It's so good. Yeah. Um, but like, to me, like, obviously, like, I love Newfound Glory and like a lot of bands that I look up to in like pop punk and hardcore. Like, to me, for some reason, they're all just some guy. Mostly right. because I picture myself as just some guy. Sure. Um, that's saying every week on this podcast, I'm like. Thanks for listening, because I'm literally nobody. You yeah, know what I mean? like, yeah. and I've gone to, like, when I went to see Turnstile, like, in Queens, Brooklyn, Oof. and Philadelphia, like... You saw Turnstile three times? Four times. I saw him in Toronto. <laughs> Love that band. Favorite band. I, um, oh, man. I wish. I wish I would have gone to see him in Cleveland. Oh, dude. I'm sorry, but they're I so know. good. Um, I know, and it's so... It was such a dumb choice not to, I think I, had, I just couldn't swing it, but... It was such a dumb choice not to go because they're just blowing up. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I could, I could totally see them being on like an arena tour will, with some like like opening for some. The nice thing huge. is, is I feel like this was just like the first to- leg of like glow on album yeah. release tours because like they hit all ace, a cities. Right. So yeah, like so I could totally see them Buffalo. coming to Buffalo and yeah. playing Riverworks. Um, Riverworks. Back- you think they would do? Did they do the Agora in Cleveland? Yeah. Oh yeah, they were. Dude, do they were playing works. like. Dude, that's crazy. They played um, the Phoenix in Toronto. I don't know if you've ever been there. Uh no, but I'm. It's just familiar. like a big club. Yeah. Um, but when I went to those shows, like multiple, I saw people wearing spaced merch, and like people would come up to me and be like, "Oh my god, like I love you guys." And oh, all sick. My fr- and all my friends would be like, "Oh my god, you're so famous." And yeah, I was that's like, huge. I'm just some guy. Yeah. I'm literally just some guy who happens to be. That's literally only ever happened to me once. It's weird. <laughs> like I was, I think I was working at Best Buy, and some random kid was like, "I've got a notice at my job." Oh, that's yeah. It's it's weird. It is. Yeah. Weird. I, this kid, random kid, was just like, Are "You in post prom?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I saw you guys play at Mohawk Place a couple weeks ago." He's like, "You guys are super good." And I was Aww. like, "Thanks." Um, can I help you find a TV? Yeah. You know. <laughs> but like, so people like coming up to me, it just never really has like phased me too much because i'm just like oh they just like my music yeah. i mean it's it it feels amazing but you know yeah I mean? and obviously Every... i'm very like some ran- if some random person comes to me and is like dude i love space i'm like wow thank you because right. like, you don't have to listen to us you don't mm-hmm. have to listen to my band you don't have to pay attention to us but right. you do and especially in today's world of just like there's thousands of things to listen yeah. to and somebody took the time to listen to what you made is like yeah it feels awesome and it's like the coolest when it's like 
especially being like down in like New York City or like New Jersey and like Philadelphia where like I'm not from. Yeah. Um and like we play there every now and then and like people will be like, "Oh, I saw you here. Like you made an impression on me so much that I listened to your music and right. I like you and I know who you are now." And that's like, "What?" I mean, when I saw you guys play at uh that DIY spot down in like the Our industrial park, yeah, whatever that was. I remember being just like I like transcended. It was nuts. It was a very like emotional experience. I, rem- I will remember it vividly forever of just like, wow, this is like happening. You know what I mean? Like this is legit, you know? Cause I mean, I've known you for like, I was thinking about this morning. I've known you for like eight years. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I've known you longer than Dan. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's nuts to think about. Um, but just like, I don't know your, uh, progression uh as a person has been nuts because it's like when i met you you were like an indie girl oh yeah (laughs) and like you know just like we were at the radio station in fredonia and just like trying to find your place in the world and then like i remember you found like state champs and like that like changed everything it did and then i mean yeah this is and this is not to like make fun this is like we all went through this you know what i mean so it's like you're like 19 and it's like oh yeah the, the state champs this is you know you start as an indie alt kid. Like, that same thing happened to me when I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I loved, like, Blink and, like, New Found Glory when I was a kid. But, like, in high school, I was, like, a sophomore. I loved, like, you know, Passion Pit and MGMT yeah. and, like, Young the Giant and Vampire Weekend. Like, those are my shit. And then, like, junior year is when, like, I discovered, like, the story so far mm-hmm. and, you know, went, like, that way. And then got more into hardcore and things like that. So, yeah. like, it's a progression. So, like, watching you do that. And I remember when... I don't know, towards like the end of my college career for doing is when you started to get into hardcore. Yeah. And you always talked about wanting to be in a band and like learn bass and like all this stuff. So um, to hear it was actually going to start happening. I was like, oh, sick. She's finally doing it. And then going to the uh, the show and just being like, and just knowing you for that long and seeing you just fucking own the performance. Like you just owned the stage. I mean, stage, quote unquote. It was in, on a brick. The parking lot. Yeah, it was in a parking <laughs> lot. But it was like you owned it, man. You had everybody's attention and everybody... I just like watching like all of our friends just smiling ear to ear, just like seeing this like amazing thing happen. And it's just like, you're a star dog. Thanks. Yeah, it's sick. Thank you. I love watching it. The, and then um, let's talk a little bit about around the tip of the season. So you guys did a set um, at, at rec room mm-hmm. with what bands around that? I know buried it was, alive. Is it a was buried alive. And like Scott booked all the bands. It right. was like buried Scott alive. Vogel from buried alive and terror. Yes. Very uh, legendary hardcore guy. Uh, originally from Buffalo, moved out to California for a while back in Buffalo. Yes. Very, very wonderful guy. Um, but it was like violent way. Um, pure heel. Oh, I'm blank. I think gathering ground. Um, and there's, it was like a six or seven band bill. Yeah. And the show started late. Cause it was like, suppose it was at rec room. Right. Um, so I was like exhausted. I unfortunately don't remember any of the bands, but it was a really good show. Um, but that was like, I think we played Buffalo prior to that, but like that one felt like the first hometown show in a while. Um, and like Scott being there and like some other like iconic like people in hardcore were there. So I was like, gotta be on my best behavior. Yeah. And we had a really good set that night. That's awesome. Um, but I remember what happened was is, um, I called the crowd pussies. <laughs> um, and apparently that resonated so much with Scott that he was like, he was sitting next to Jay Zabricki. And I guess he turned to Jay and he goes, did she just call them pussies? And Jay's like, yeah. And Scott goes, <laughs> yeah, she did. And Scott was like, that's awesome. 
Nice. And I think that's when I gained his respect. And nice. then during the Buried Alive set, I like it was a bunch of like older people, like dudes, like who wanted to throw down for the first time in a while. So I was like not trying to get my uh, shit rocked. So I was like standing at the edge of the pit, and he looks at me and goes, "Spaced, get up here!" And I was like, oh, "Fuck!" And I went up there, and Donnie goes, "Stage dive and get out of here." He's like, "I'm, I don't want to see you hurt." And I was like, "Okay." So I stage dove. And that like set off everybody stage diving. Oh, nice! So Scott was super appreciative of that. And I, yeah. if you've ever seen Terror, like his have, thing yeah. is he wants people like crowd surfing stage diving right. at and he all hates, times. He hates barricades. Yeah. yeah. The first time I ever saw Terror was on the story so far self titled tour oh. in 2015 at the ballroom. Yeah. And I remember like having no idea. Like I had listened to Terror mm-hmm. um, because my buddy Neil that I grew up with loves Terror, and so. I, uh, me and him actually went to the show together. And so, uh, I had no idea what to expect. I had never seen, this is my first time ever seeing like a hardcore yeah. band. Um, besides like, you know, shitty post hardcore bands that I saw at X wheels in like mm-hmm. 2011. Uh, but it was absolute fucking mayhem. It's nuts. And there's a barricade at the ballroom, but Scott just like jumps down and like stands on the back of the barricade. And then like, it's so funny because there were so many, you know, like, <clears throat> pop punk kids there that like yeah. were not prepared for what was about to happen and I, I was just off to the side just watching it all it was nuts and the story so far has obviously become such a um well-respected band especially in the hardcore community totally. that like yeah. they have like gained that traction but like they i can only imagine that right. um but so after the set i like went up to him and i well i said to donnie he's like i want to introduce myself to scott just to be like hey thanks for having us on this and i was talking to him and like it was just like a quick chat and then I left because I was so exhausted and apparently he went up to our merch table and was like where's Lexi and I think it was Joe and Rob were there and Rob's like oh she just left like she just had like a really long day and he goes I want to do guest vocals tomorrow at Tid the Season when Buried Alive plays and so they were texting me that and I was like oh oh, oh my god yeah that's that's nuts but like scott was also drunk so i wasn't yeah, sure yeah, if yeah. it was like legible or not that happens all the time yeah or, yeah well he was drunk you know maybe and he didn't mean it in the morning i was texting donnie and i was like i mean like if the offer still stands i'm totally down to do it like i will learn lyrics to a buried alive song right now and drill it into my brain and be ready for right, right. their set and like i think it was like around three o'clock where i was, I was like kind of sweating like thinking it wasn't going to happen blah 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 and then scott was like yeah like what song do you want to do and um, I picked Poison Seeds, and I just like did a quick guest spot in that. And I went up and I did the guest spot. And like Brett Biro from Exhibition also did a guest spot during their set. And it like me and him, I like walked into Riverworks and I saw Brett and I like ran to him. And I was like, "Are you doing guest vocals for Buried Alive?" He goes, "Yeah, are you." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm freaking out." And he like had his phone up to his ear. He's like, "I'm trying to remember the words right now." <laughs> so like me and him were both like shitting our pants on the side stage. Um, and then afterwards, we like were like, we're so cool, man. Right, of like, course, we're yeah. So cool. I would be, yeah, I would be shooting my fans. But like at that point, that was like the most I've ever performed too, which was like, yeah, it's like three thousand people. Yeah, yeah. And like, so that's why when where I, did where did Buried Alive play? Like in the, they were like I think first or second. Oh, okay, interesting. So, um, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but they. That was like my first time performing in a lot front of a lot of people, so it kind of prepared me for Sticks and Stones Fest. Yeah, in a way, even right. though I was only up there for like a max of like maybe a minute. I tell you, man, we were on. Uh, me and Dan were on tour with Super American when that happened, and when that video got posted, I was like, "Yo, like that is, 
next level like it was crazy to see yeah. you know especially because like a few months ago you were doing your first show yeah in a parking lot and, and now you're no doing guest presence. vocals <laughs> with this absolutely legendary uh hardcore band and it was just fucking yeah nuts to see and like i don't know if anybody from every time i die watched or like any of the other bands were watching um i actually do think i saw someone from knocked loose watching and i was like oh my God. they are the nicest guys yeah the guys from knocked loose i uh when i would work the tip the season show is like uh, um uh stagehand yeah uh the drummer of knocked loose was just the nicest dude i uh was they had like a, a backstage area at riverworks with like a bunch of tables for catering and mm-hmm. stuff so i was getting dinner the one time and i was just sitting at a table by myself and the drummer would knock the loose comes in he gets food and he's like can i sit with you man and i was like Are you fucking kidding me yeah of course you can so he sits down and we're like shooting the shit whatever and then like the rest of the band walks in and sees yeah. sitting there so then they all sit down so it's just me and knocked loose having dinner i and i like was such a huge like this was like i had just yeah became a fan of them and i was such a huge fan and like i just like didn't say anything you know yeah. same, same thing with it and i'm just like sitting there eating just like listening to them talk to each other and yeah. i'm like this is fucking awesome yeah <laughs> i like i have a couple mutual friends with them and like like I've heard very great things about them, and yeah. like while I have never like personally talked to them, uh, they just seem like genuine people. And, I love like, that band. Yeah, they gen like my favorite thing about Knocked Loose, and a lot of people don't like them because they have become more mainstream. Yeah, just everybody. Stupid. I see people talking shit about Turnstile. Yeah, it's so stupid. Fuck off. Yeah, literally, and the. I feel like they n- neglect to remember how much Knock Loose has done for the Louisville scene. Yeah, of course. Like, there's a hardcore festival there called LDB Fest, which is like Life Death Brigade, which is a record label out there that basically signs all the Louisville bands. Um, but they do a festival every year. And it started out just being like this small festival with like underground hardcore bands in, in like a skate place right and now Very it's like, similar to the how the tid the season started. Yeah, yeah and it's become so much more since then and like every year like knocked loose is just always there yeah. and like i think brian and his girlfriend taylor they live in los angeles now and they still go back and are just so supportive of the louisville scene and like it's become such an iconic scene there that's like hard to book there i don't understand how you can hate on that yeah even like turnstile did so much for baltimore right. like if someone bails on their scene that's one thing but it's like if you see that this band come from like a diy scene blow up to become like a mainstream hardcore band doing huge tours and then still supporting their scene like what are you hating on yeah and you're like, just hating on success and what the fuck is wrong with success like that's yeah. the whole reason anybody's doing this like why would anybody want to start this and put all of this work into it to for the sake of like just losing money and playing for yeah. 10 people in a fucking DIY spot like dude there is fun to that but it's like if you get the opportunity to 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 make money off of it and make a living off of doing what you love why are you hating on that bro if, and that's huge so big in the yeah. hardcore scene and it just drives me nuts and it, it pushes me away from yeah, no. the hardcore and scene it, for sure that's why I, it took me so long to be more involved in hardcore but like if Jimmy Fallon's asking Space to be on Jimmy <laughs> Dude, Fallon, I'm, I'm going to do dude. it. Like, yeah. I don't care. Like, that's cool. Right. That's so cool. And they're not, like, changing for it. No. You know what I mean? They're like, still the same. Turnstile's going out there just doing exactly what they do. You know what I mean? Like, on their performance yeah. in this past tour is exactly how it was when I saw them at To The Season 2018. Right. And that was the last time I saw them before that. Yeah. So it was like, 
They're still the I same forgot group. that I saw them. Dude, there. That was the best year of the yeah. season. Um, that's yeah, a side rem- note. Yeah, that was the. It went from Vane. Yep, to that was Angel the Dust. year. That was the year that I had dinner with Knocked Loose. Yeah, yeah it was Vane to Angel. The Dust guys from Vane are to, super cool too. Yes. I ice skated with them. <laughs> it was like Vane and or yeah, Vane Angel Dust Turnstile then Knocked Loose. So it was yeah. just like back to back to back. Me getting my shit wrecked, but in the best way possible. Um. But like I was just talking about this because we played shows with this band Ankle Biter that we're yeah. friends with. Um, they just put out a demo. Shout out to them. Super good. They're like popping off, and it's amazing to see because they're such good friends of ours. But I was talking to Evan and Nick in it, and Evan and Nick have been into like hardcore forever. So, yeah. um, we were just talking about it, like how things are changing in the scene. And I was like, if you can't get with the fact that hardcore is becoming more mainstream and becoming more popular and more inclusive, then get the fuck out. Right. Like I have seen it. Isn't that what it's always been about? Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, I I don't get that. I hate when people are like, Oh, there's no, um, non men on this bill because there's not enough bands for that. I just played a show last Sunday where it was an eight band bill and four out of eight of the bands were, yeah. had women in it or like right. non men in it. I think you see it more in hardcore than any other genre. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's super cool because like I obviously being a non man, like man and like a girl in a hardcore band have like met so many cool people. Yeah. And, like, have uh, seen so many cool bands. Like, we've played with Gel. We've played with Jive Bomb, Ankle Biter. Um, and, like, there's bands like Scowl and Power Alone and Buggin. And, like, all of these super cool bands that, like, even, like, Buggin and Scowl, who I really look up to, like, have acknowledged space and, like, listen to us and pay attention to us. So I'm like, oh, shit, that's yeah. so cool. But, like... It's times are changing. Yeah. Get with it or get out. Hell yeah, dog. You got my support. Thank you. Uh yeah. Shout out Space. It's so sick to see. I'm uh gonna be a supporter forever. Uh obviously. That was a weird thing to say. Like as if like you guys would lose my support and in any way. It's all we're of my have friends. Beef, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna just start beef for no reason. Uh yeah. Do you ever feel like because it took off so fast, like you were saying earlier, like it's definitely probably more surreal for you than it is for the other guys, but it's still surreal for them. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially because like, you know, of playing it when you played a band for a long time, it doesn't get anywhere, you know, to start a new band and have a takeoff immediately. Mm-hmm. It still has to be like a crazy thing to experience. Do you ever, I have to imagine you get like crazy imposter syndrome of being <laughs> like, of being like, why am I here? Like, is this oh like, God. like as if like you're, fooling people oh you know yeah. what i mean yeah like i said earlier i'm literally just some guy yeah and i didn't hear this but i guess during our set on saturday at six and stones fest someone shouted to me i love you and i yeah. didn't hear it and like my friend was like dude someone shouted that to you i was like why yeah <laughs> like so you guys were on first or second Second. Second. There was a local opener, Five okay. Ever, which is a very great band. They were cool. so much fun cool 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 i uh the the pictures i saw like you guys had a huge crop mm-hmm. like Good for a second band on like that long of a day. It so I it was like three to eleven. Yeah, yeah. I read an article um from like a local newspaper in Worcester, and the guy like mentioned how the vibe and just the day felt like Warp Tour. Oh, so sick! It was, and I'm not even joking. Like the energy in the area just like felt like you were just at Warp Tour, which is so cool. It it was shorter than actual Warp Tour, but like. From the second we came to load in to the second we loaded out and, like, left, 
Like, it was just, like, positive energy everywhere. Like, the bands that we played with, so nice. We played with Action Adventure, who, they're on the, like, Pacific tour that we're doing in, like, a few weeks. The nicest group of people I've ever met. Yeah. And, like, two of the guys in it, Brompton and Adrian, uh, found out they were four-year strong standees. So it was like, guys, we gotta go stand side stage. And it was just me and them, like, having the time of our life. And this guy came up to us and was like, I'm having so much fun watching you guys have so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then like Cliff Diver, who is on tour with Carpool right now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I saw. And I have not listened to them, but I've been seeing people like stand so the fun. hell out of them. Yeah, so, yeah. I they like out. introduced themselves to us, and we're like, "Yo, Stoff like told us about space, so like we wanted to come say hi." Nice. And it was just like the nicest people, and like they're from Oklahoma, which is uh, where Promcore slash Act Like You Know It Fest is that we just we're playing and it just got announced so i was just like chopping it up with them and they were just like oh my god we're so excited for like prom core and act like you know it like we're so excited to see you guys again blah 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 blah. so it was just like such positive and happy and just wonderful energy throughout the entire day and like just leaving i was like damn that was sick yeah and like if that's how it's gonna be from now on holy shit right and like we have the Lake Pacific tour at the end of the month, and then we're going to Europe in August. So. Yeah, dude, you do insane. With Comeback Kid. Absolutely in. insane. <laughs> yeah, with Comeback Kid, too. Yeah, huge band. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. I remember when that got announced, and we were like having, like, <laughs> we were post prom was practicing for a cover show at Lloyd. And I was like, just, I was like, we've been a band for five years, and. John's new band is going to Europe and we're practicing to play 90s songs at a taco restaurant. (laughs) No, but it was just like hilarious. I mean, mean? like, Like, it's just like, what the fuck? I don't even know what it is. I'm not saying that out of like, oh, no, it's just like a a hilarious. It's just to put it in perspective. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, well, like, Dan, like, had killed the clock for so long and then Funeral Coat and. Now it has to feel amazing for those guys. Yeah, and like Dan's also in Super American, so he's right. like in two pretty su- successful bands right totally. now. Totally. So he's just like living the life. Yeah, <laughs> and I know. And him and I have been talking about starting a project for a while of wanting to do something, but it's just like you know, it's uh, I'm like, dude, you're in two bands that are both just touring back to back to back all the time. So it's like it's nothing's happened yet, but it's just funny that he's still like, even with that happening, he's like, I still want to do a project, yeah. like another project. You know what I mean? Like his creative energy just doesn't stop. That's the other thing is that, like, everybody always says like, Oh, you don't want to be in a band with someone you're in a relationship with. I have so much fun when Dan and I are on tour. Well, yeah, but you and Dan are not every other that's couple. True. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's true. Like, um, but like, that's the best part about it too, is because like when he's on tour, super American, like I'm home, yeah. like doing nothing. So it's, like, cool to be able to experience these things with him. Like, he got to open for one of his favorite bands. Yeah, and of course. I was able to be there for it. Yeah. And, like, we were standing side stage for Newfound Glory, and I was feeling sappy. And I was like, man, I'm so glad we got to experience this totally. together. The special thing about Dan is that with all of his, like, creative energy that he has and all of his artistry, he has, like, no ego. Uh, and that's what I think the difference is, where it's, like, you know, if you're talking about a, being in a relationship with somebody in a band where you're looking at, like... The white stripes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's two people with gigantic egos. Yeah, you know, um, where Dan has no problem taking the back seat to let somebody else shine, you know. And I yeah. think that's that's the biggest. He thing. won't so. let us drive the van, but he will let us yeah. shine. Does he? He's the he drives the van. He like. I was thinking about that because I am actually. I think I'm going with you guys on a three day thing at the end of this month. 
with uh, the candidates? I have no idea. Oh, those are gonna be fun. D- uh. Dan was just like, "We need somebody for these three dates," and I was like, "Well, I'm I think available. that's what it is." Yeah. All right. Uh, I think I'm playing the first show, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, doing merch. I think for the next two shows. Yeah. I'm just I'm just stoked to go. Oh, but yeah. uh, I was thinking about that last night. Actually, I was driving home, and I was like, I wonder who's go- who drives. Oh you my know? god, Dan! Because when we're a super American, Pat, that's Pat Feely. Just oh, he's the only one. He doesn't like. Yeah. He likes being the one to drive. I think is, that's like, how Dan so. is. I think he just likes to be able to drive and like be in control of it. Yeah. Um, I'll do it, but I'm way too anxious. See, I well, like all of us are willing to drive, and Dan's like, no, I want to do it. He has like in this past run, I was able to drive from our hotel to. Uh, the Palladium, yeah. so a nice thirty. Yeah, drive. I would do right. I would do some of those where it was like from the venue to the hotel. If it yeah, was like a forty-five minute drive or something like that. And I was but like, let like, me do it. Well, I was jokingly was sitting like, in the front seat, and he's like, sure. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but <laughs> um, I will say it is pretty intimidating driving that huge ass van. His dad's van. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like when you have a trailer attached to it too, that was no, the, that guy know, no. That's the super American thing. They got it that and a trailer, and you're just like, oh, all of these people's lives are in my hands. Oh yeah, no, definitely not a trailer. It's so funny because when we played on Long Island recently, we played with Broken Vow, who's like they're our friends, and me and Dan were in the van, and I actually didn't tell anybody from Broken Vow about this, so if they're listening, I'm sorry. Um, but they were like trying to park their van. They had a trailer. Oh, and, it's, like, it's so hard. And Dan was like. Sweating in the front seat because they almost like jackknifed their car. Yeah. And Tommy's like, Yeah, you're good. Keep going. Oh, no. And Dan's like, No, no. And I was yeah. like, Do you want to go out and help him? He's like, No, I want to see them perfect this. And they did. That is, I think, the most stressful thing about touring with a trailer is parking. It Especially was just when so playing, funny, like, though, because on the last like, one we did two New York City shows, <gasps> like on Manhattan <laughs> or in Manhattan. I don't know how they fucking. I think it's in. But it's still an island. And yeah. they say, I'm Long Island. I don't know. So that doesn't make sense. Dude, my allergies are fucked right now. You want an allergy pill? I got one in my car. They're prescription. I already took one. All right. Um, no, we're good. I just like don't want these like gross noises to be coming through. But, uh, yeah, touring in a van in a trailer is fucking exhausting. But, yeah, I'm dreading that day. Yeah. Like, do you I, guys get uh, hotels or? We try not to. Um, this past run we stayed in a hotel just because like we had the money and like yeah. we're able to afford it. Um, but we try to like say other people's houses right. and like, I think we're just like, we just love sleeping in beds. Yeah. It's so, amazing. Like, of course. <laughs> if we have the chance to get a hotel, we're like, yeah, we're getting a hotel. Like I, I don't mind sleeping on floor, but man, sleeping in yeah. a bed and then having a clean shower. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing better. I know. I'm just not about that. Like I Obviously, like, I love hardcore, but, like, I'm not punk. <laughs> right. Like, at all. It's tough. Like, I love being clean and sleeping in a nice, cozy bed yeah. with fresh sheets. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm the same. I try not to. Like, it's tough. But uh, I was thinking about that because, like, the next Super American tour. Because, like, that last one, like, I pretty much showered every day and, uh, you know, slept in a bed every night. And I'm like, I got to... Like, I feel like, I don't know. I'm like, maybe sometimes I should sleep on a floor. Maybe, like, I shouldn't worry about showering so much. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like, I try so hard not to be, like, especially in that band where I'm just, like, the merch guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to be, like, stepping on anybody's toes or, like, you know. Yeah. Doing anything like that. So, uh, I try not to uh, be too pampered, you know. Yeah. Um, 
but it is nice sleeping <laughs> oh in a bed and God. taking a shower every day is amazing it's, don't take it for granted <laughs> i mean i do like if we sleep at a house i'm like i call couch yeah um and the guys are willing to give it up for me anyways but right. like i will sleep well, of course if yeah. i have to yeah. um but it's just like i just it's so nice yeah i i do think for when we're in canada i think we have a place to stay in ottawa but it's like one of my friend's houses so it's cool. like I'm hope I'm trusting them that it's clean. I got this thing on Amazon that's like this little inflatable sleeping pad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it like has like these weird things in it. So when you like sleep on it, it like morphs to your body Ooh. and it's rolls up into this little bag. It was 20 bucks. It rolls up in this little bag and then you just like extend it and you can blow it up literally like with your mouth you don't need to pump or anything yeah, like yeah. that it and then it just like it's just a little thin pad and it's so nice yeah to i have on. a foam pad yeah but also my sleeping bag is like super comfortable my yeah. mom is so funny because like my parents like are not really like sure how the sure. whole like touring thing goes yeah and my mom just sent me a text i think it was while i was out last week and it was like this like um sleeping bag but like a suit <laughs> she goes you should get this and i was like mom you just bought me like this very nice sleeping bag right, and she goes right. you can even take your feet out so your feet don't get warm and oh I'm, that's nice it looks really comfortable i'm a definitely a person who likes to sleep with my feet out but like i liked i like the security of a blanket yeah and being able to just like take a leg out right right, right. um totally but yeah it's so funny when i talk to like my parents about like what it's like touring because they're like yeah this makes no sense to me no same yeah and like it is a it's an insane thing oh yeah you know what i mean it is nuts my like, dad's starting to figure it out like randomly when we were out with jive bomb and guardrails in august he texted me and was like i just watched the podcast you were on i'm so proud of you and i nice. started to cry um just because it's always like, good to hear me and my dad we have this relationship where like we obviously love each other but like we will not say it slash show affection to each other you're dead irish no okay he's dutch just curious yeah i know <laughs> um but like he is very loving and supportive of uh space and like everything i do yeah but like hearing that i was like oh he kind of gets it yeah and then when i came back from this past round he goes that show you played at the festival there was a lot of people mm-hmm. watching and he's coming my both my parents are coming to the show in buffalo on the lake pacific run and my dad's like you have to give me a shout out yeah i was like obviously nice and I was like, I'll give both of you a shout out. My mom goes, you don't have to give me one. <laughs> and I was like, don't be we, like that. Every time you talk about your parents, they, they, they seem very similar to my parents. For yeah. Sure. No, yeah. for sure. Your mom and my mom would be best friends. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. I don't like tell my parents about like anything <laughs> um, because I don't know because it's just like some things are just like like that is just like hard for them to understand. It's hard to explain, you know? Yeah. And same thing like, you know, I started doing stand up recently and I had my first show. And I like just didn't tell my parents about it because it's just like ah, it's like hey, stand up such a weird thing yeah. to explain to people when we like don't aren't like avid fans of it, you know. And so like they had to like find out like through my brother and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. Like my parents think that the concept of us going on tour and not making money for right. ourselves is so strange. Yeah, and I'm like, well, it's just fun. Yeah, it's and it's what you have to do. It is nuts that it's like. To be, like, actually making money in music, like, it just yeah. doesn't happen until you are literally, like, where turnstiles at. You yeah. know what I mean? Where you're, like... I was thinking about it this morning, and, like, um, so because, like, I'm going to school right now for education, yeah. and this is my last year coming up, 
I just told my mom yesterday this. I was like, I don't think I'm going to go right into teaching. Yeah, no. She was like, why? Like, there's so many options. Like, people, they need teachers right now. And I was like, as much as you're right, but, like, I have this opportunity that might never happen again. Follow the universe. And I was like, I'm going to probably substitute because I can pick my days and hours when I want to do that and work on my master's. But, like... If space is, like, at the point where we're touring constantly, I'm going to be touring constantly. Absolutely. And, like, my mom was just like, okay. Yeah. And I think once it happens, they'll get it. But my mom and my dad are just like, I don't get it. Yeah. I know. That's the that's been my hardest thing. And especially because, like, you know, i living with my parents and getting to, you know, 27. Anytime I want to try to tell them anything. Because I'm such a person that's just like, follow your gut. Yeah. You know, trust the universe. Put your faith in the universe and it will reward you. That exactly. is like, I'm a firm believer in that. But uh, my parents are all about, trust what's going to give you the most security. And I'm like, fuck security. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want it. I'm living on Medicaid right now. That I'm just ignoring nice. any Medicaid sort of... is literally better than the health insurance I get from my job. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, like, am able to go to the doctors. I actually think I'd, I need to check and see if I have eye insurance because I definitely need contacts. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'm just, like, ignoring any, like, minor health issues right now. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll get to it when I have actual insurance. Sure. And then I'm like, when am I going to have actual insurance? Yeah. Maybe five years. Yeah. Uh yeah, my health insurance fucking blows. It is crazy because it's like, on paper, my salary looks great. Like, yeah. it looks like I make good money, but it's like our our insurance, our benefits plan fucking Believe sucks. Believe me, I, I remember that insurance. It sucks, I and dental was great. Health, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot you worked there. Yeah, <laughs> like for a year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, just like the what comes out of my paycheck is uh, nuts. And then... Yeah, and I'm, like, commission-based and shit, so it's, like, again, on paper, it looks like I make a lot of money. My actual take-home pay is dog shit, Yeah, and uh, that's why I'm still here. But it is, it's tough, man, living with, like, trying to get my parents to understand, like, in, like, trying to be a creative and, like, living the dream and chasing the dream is all about high-risk, high-reward, yeah. you know? So it's it's tough trying to get them to buy into that, so yeah. I get that, yeah. I think my parents are starting to come around to it. Like, Dan's parents are so supportive of it. Yeah. Um, Totally. And like, if my parents... I mean, it's not like my parents aren't supportive. I yeah. don't want to make them seem like that. No. But it's like, they're all about like, I mean, since... It's just I, that generation. Yeah. And that's I know. fine. Right. And that was my whole thing. Like, when I was like 16, 17, and the conversation about college started to happen, they were, you know, I was like, I don't want to go to college. Yeah. And they were like, why? And I was like, because I want to play in bands and like try to make it in music. The idea of making teenagers figure out what they want to do for the rest of their life is absolutely awful. nuts man and that was just like i was like so certain about it yeah but they were like well you need a degree like you need a backup plan the only reason why i went back to school is because of the pandemic and i was alone right. with my thoughts for so long yeah like i would realistically would probably still be working at ingram and like not being the face if cost wasn't a thing i probably would have been back in school as well yeah yeah like i'm just like ranking up those loans more yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, it's tough. I mean, the thing is with like you know our parents, like they obviously want the best for us, but they, it's truly impossible. I don't know about impossible, but it's very very difficult for them to understand just how different things are. Yeah, I think my parents kind of have it figured out because like my dad was like, I forgot what he said. He was like, at your age, like I was able to buy this, this, and this. And Every, I was like, yeah. I was like Jeff. Yeah. Have you ever heard of this thing called inflation? Right. And. 
He goes, no, I'm joking. Like, obviously, I get it. Yeah. The minimum wage has not gone up as much as inflation has gone right. up. Blah, the housing blah. market's fucking insane. Yeah. Rent is sky high. Oh, you know, I like, was literally gas price, like everything. Like, and that's the thing is like, I'm working this job where like, I'm getting a little bit more money every now and again, yeah. you know, a little bit of a raise. And then, and then you but like, everything yourself? else is getting so expensive. And it's like, holy fuck. I dude. just checked my bank account yesterday because I took all of our merch money, no money out. Yeah. Um, and I got really sad looking at my bank account uh-huh. and then I like had to tell myself, I'm like, Lexi, it's just because you are making this exactly. X amount of yeah. money and everything else is going up. Right. I'm like, well, it's fine. It's normal. Obviously like, you know, sitting in this podcast room right now, I bought like nice equipment cause it's like, I'm putting all of my, you know, all of my, what is that phrase? All of my eggs in one basket. Yes. That sounds right. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going full in. I'm like trying to be but also like this content creator. Yeah, I love this shit, That's man. All and matters. I really like would love to Dude, my allergies are fucked. Sorry. I probably sound ridiculous, but um I would really love to like have this take off and like, you know, to hopefully like the comedy thing's going well right now. Yeah, like, no, dude, you killed it, I want to um, say. Oh yeah, for you. Yeah, thank you so yeah, much for coming. That was, was so it was so strange. Um it was such a strange experience. Uh, before I went up, my heart was literally pounding through my chest, which like well, obviously I the performed. first guy was awful, and yeah. I was like, as soon as he went on, I was like, wow, Ian's gonna look amazing. <laughs> this guy. I was stoked that he was like bombing because I was like, thank God, I have an opportunity. Yeah, to, like, as soon as he said the boober joke, I was yeah. like, yeah. I told my coworker about that yesterday, and she goes, oh my god, it was bad. Yeah, but my heart was pounding through my chest, and then I got up there, and it's so bright up there, and it's so daunting, and I just was like, you, j- I couldn't see shit. Yeah, which it was is just so like funny staring into a, right in front of you. I know, and I barely could see her. Yeah, like the lights are so bright, it's just like staring into an abyss. So I have no idea what I was looking at. I was just looking in like random directions. You could just hear laughter. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, but it was like adrenaline was like at 110 you did great so i was just like i don't even remember going up there so yeah it was um it was nuts but it went well but like straight up like as soon as it got announced that like i made it through to the semifinals i was like imposter syndrome hit immediately because i was like dude i've only been doing this thing for a few months like yeah but that's good i only won because my friends came out no. or like I, I just like it, my brain immediately went to like all these excuses of like oh this won't last you like know? obviously Which is so far i'm all about supporting my friends and everything that they do but like if they're good at it i'm gonna tell them and yeah. you were good at it thanks and like Stand up is terrifying. It like, is. I could never do it. I like, love it. I think that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I love it because it's like, again, it's going back to like a high risk, high reward mm-hmm. thing. It's like, there is a very good chance that no matter, like, if I say everything word for word, it's just like the crowd's not feeling it and I'm going to eat my dick on yeah. stage. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like not going to happen. And uh, so when you get up there, and like there's you know a hundred people there, which doesn't seem like a lot, but that's the most I've ever yeah. done in front of it. It's just you and a microphone, and there's no background God, music. It's just silence. My anxiety. You stop talking, and it's silent. Oh. You know, it's uh. So it's like when you get a huge laugh, it's like the best fucking feeling in the oh, world. Oh yeah. Like, so now now I'm. I love making people yeah. laugh, but yeah, I could never do it. Yeah. I'm so bad at making up jokes. Right. Like when I try to joke on like. 
stage or like in front of people yeah no one laughs oh my god well when i'm doing playing a post-prom show and i try to be funny like in between songs nobody laughs yeah because nobody's expecting you to be funny they're not there for you to be funny i say something funny and everybody just just crickets i'm like damn all right i'll go fuck myself yeah (laughs) and especially when you're a newer band i think that's a common thing because people like don't know you yeah they don't know what they're like is she being serious like is this i don't know what she's going for you know so i feel like when bands are huge and you like know the the members and you know and like they can say anything and you're just so excited that they're there that you're gonna laugh anyway you know so what I mean? john john vaughn one of the funniest people ever yeah yeah but like just will say things and you're like john yeah all the i would every <coughs> excuse me drink some water i know i'm trying i'm trying out here um but if you know john vaughn you know just that that man just says things and you're just like it's either like John the, yeah the amount of times that comes out of my mouth we had band practice last night and he was driving me nuts <laughs> in the van I always say like John's my favorite member of Spaced um, yeah. just because like he's just so funny yeah. but sometimes he says things I'm like sometimes you just open your mouth and you just shouldn't <laughs> but during Newfound Glory set Chad was just like Chad is the most talkative person and just was like going on and on and on. And like he was telling a story about like his cancer and like very serious, but like at other times he was just like blabbing. And John goes, This is why you shouldn't give me a mic. And I was like, I think we should give you a mic. Yeah. So what's funny about the Chad Gilbert thing is me and Chad Gilbert have the same cancer. So Really? Yeah. I think I didn't know that. Yeah. So for anybody who uh I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. I It's usually not a thing I talk about because when you tell people that you have or had cancer, it's always like such a strange shift in the in energy yeah. in the conversation. Um, but like I'm fine and have been fine for a long time. But I was diagnosed when I was 15. It's a genetic cancer. It's called pheochromocytoma. Uh, it's very rare. We had to go down to uh, Bethesda, Maryland like multiple times a year for me to get scans and shit uh, at the NIH um, which is, you know, one of like the most, pre- that's the whole thing. Like during the pandemic when like people were shitting on Dr. Fauci, cause it's like, he was the head of the NIH and I knew the NIH because yeah. like, that's where I got treated and everything. Mm-hmm. And the NIH is literally like the most prestigious research hospital in the world. So it's like for, you know, some fucking hick in the middle of nowhere to be like saying, Dr. COVID's not real. Right, right, right. Shut it's up. like, dude, <laughs> anyway, um, shout out Dr. Fauci. I fucking love that dude. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so when Chad Gilbert posted a thing about his, uh, you know, his sickness or whatever, I'm reading through it, and he's describing his symptoms. Yeah. And the first thing in my head was like, that sounds like Fio. And I'm just like reading, and then all of a sudden I see it, and it's like, and he's like, turns out I got this rare tumor called a pheochromocytoma. And I was like, what? Like, I was like, that is fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, it's so rare. It's such a rare disease. And this dude who's like, you know, this guitar player in one of my favorite bands, like Childhood You share bands. a bond now. I know. A we have the same. Bond. I tried DMing him. <laughs> Because I just like I have so much information because it's like there's not a lot out there because of how rare this thing is. So I like try to link them up with like there's like these support groups uh, on Facebook that are really helpful. And like, you know, there's this one this doctor at uh, uh, the NIH who's like the guy. Yeah. Uh, His name is Dr. Patsak. He's this Czech dude. uh, And he is. Is that how you say it? He's from the Czech Republic. He's Czech. Uh, uh, Awesome. Awesome dude. He looks like Emilio Estevez and I love him. And uh he he knows so much and like he's the guy uh to go see so i like tried hitting him up and like trying to give him all this information and he never like read it or anything so i he's mean he's probably I'm, getting flooded I, absolutely yeah so 
I uh, I should have like told you guys. So I, I tell them. But well, when we play with Newfound Glory again, which yeah, there's a possibility it will sure. happen again. You can come with us. Yeah, yeah. You I can just tell uh, face to face. Yeah, just absolutely crazy. And I uh, yeah, I just wanted to get in touch with him just because it's like I just have all this information yeah. about it, and I wanted to help him out, but. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy disease and it's nuts. I mean, my uncle died from it and, uh, my brother has it as well and I have it and, uh, it's crazy. That's why I, if, I, if you've ever seen me with my shirt off for some reason, uh, if we were swimming or something, I got a gnarly scar. I have seen it. Down my, uh, belly that gave me th- four belly buttons. So, uh, I think the intern sewed me up or something. I don't know what happened there, <laughs> but, uh, anyway. He yeah. might've gone to the same hospital cause he was like chop. He was very hyping up whoever took care of him. Yeah. He said his nurse, his nurse was an angel. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sure she was. Yeah. I remember when I had surgery uh, and had my tumor removed, I was, I couldn't really move a lot, right? Because it was like a core part of your body that uh, they opened up. So, and I was like 15 and I was laying in a hospital bed and I was laying like with my hands crossed and I was just laying like this and I like, you know, when you can feel someone watching you. So like I woke up and there was just this nurse watching me and she was like, Oh, I'm sorry. You just looked like such an angel. And I was just like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Just nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, that Chad Gilbert had the yeah same thing. That just, that blew my mind. I was like, I was like hitting up anybody. I was like, I texted Fred. I was like, do you still have ties to do fun glory? in like, anyway, I'm like, I'm trying to get this information to this guy, but he didn't, but well, Maybe we can do that for we'll you. I'm sure he's fine. I mean, he seems like he's yeah, doing no, all right. Yeah, no, he's doing so. great right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, John just loves to talk. He does. He sure love does. Love that guy. Yeah. He also loves coffee. He does love coffee. And he uh, teaches me a lot about coffee. I see him twice or once or twice a week when I go into the office yeah. and I stop it over winter and get a cough from him. And it's always, he's uh, seeing him in the morning is always an interesting thing. But he's so funny. Um, what I will say though, and I was saying earlier is you brought a Starbucks and as much as a coffee snob, I am, I fucking love Starbucks coffee. It is so goddamn good. Yeah. I'll drink yeah. to that one. Cheers. Vanilla sweet cream, cold brew. Amazing. That's your move. I'm just a yeah. Yeah, black cold brew guy. Cause I'm a psycho. But, That's okay. Yeah. Um, I can drink black coffee if it's good coffee, like overwinter coffee. Shout out overwinter. That yeah. shit, that shit rules. That yeah, shit yeah, smacks. Yeah. yeah. And John will bring his little AeroPress with him on tour yeah. sometimes, and he'll make me a cup. Yeah. Delicious. I am trying to be more and more of a minimalist on tour and just bring less shit again, especially because like I'm just the merch guy. I'm trying to stay out uh-huh. of everybody's way. Uh, so I was on the last tour. I was going to bring an AeroPress, and I was like, ah, I'm bringing so much shit because like I also film everything, so yeah. I have like, all my camera gear and stuff, and I'm just trying to yeah. keep the as like being the like front person of space. I'm like, I got to make sure that my fits are always like the coolest. Of thing course, ever. of course. And um, I'm like thinking about this like Pacific tour because we've only done like weekend runs, so I could plan yeah. an alpha for each day. Now I'm like I'm packing for two weeks. Yeah, like I'm gonna obviously repeat outfits, repeat and that's outfits, completely yeah. normal. Yeah, but I'm like, what am I gonna wear? Right, I just placed an order for like a Forever Twenty One. Nice, nice. So like I'm prepared. Yeah, because as I was packing for this past run, I always text my friends Bron and Aoife, like my outfits. That's like their favorite thing to look forward to before I leave. Yeah, and I was like, guys, I'm struggling. Like I perfected my winter wardrobe for space. The summer wardrobe is lacking. Yeah. Well, the I mean, the the fit for the New Fun Glory show was, was fire. The tube top was a, it was a cute little tube top. But yeah. let me tell you, 
two-stepping in that i was afraid oh, it's it was hard gonna, yeah, oh yeah, i yeah. thought i was gonna flash someone yeah 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 you so i'm like doing that yeah so i'm never doing that again that's smart that's um smart. and i immediately changed into my dolly parton t-shirt like i have oh, fire. i have so many t-shirts and i love my t-shirts yeah. like i have like band shirts i have k-pop shirts anime shirts just like funny graphic tees but like t-shirts and shorts get boring at least to me yeah, myself. but if it's a sick Not shirt, like else. if you wear a Dolly Parton shirt out on stage, oh, yeah. like as as the you know woman vocalist in a, a hardcore band, Dolly you know? would love space. Yeah, I'm convinced. But, Absolutely. Um, I always try to like have some sort of fun little top on, um, and I also have like this basically a half sleeve of tattoos. I want to show it off. Right. Um, but it's hard when yeah. your wardrobe is just t-shirts <laughs> I know. yeah that's my thing is like on this you know on the super american run that i'm gonna do next time i'm gonna i'm i'm thinking i'm like i'm bringing like two pairs of pants and like for three the one shirts. in september yeah yeah i mean it's not that long of a tour it's like yeah. three weeks or something and that's the thing when you tour with bands you accumulate their merch too right like, and I, you bought like i go on the last tour we hit so many big cities yeah. i hit all i had a thrift shop in yeah every city. we always try to like we love going to malls. Yeah. I love going to a nice I got mall. real big into thrifting on the last yeah. tour because uh, a few of the dudes at Hot Mall again were big on it. Yeah. And I like so, the thrift. We just like haven't found the time to do it. Um, yeah. But like our main spots that we hit up are like coffee shops. Yep. Um, Record stores. Yep. Bubble tea. Okay. Or a vegan place. Um, Malls. Nice. Because yeah, malls have all of that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I basically, when we're on the road, every big city, I try to hit a record store, a thrift store, or a coffee shop, and uh, some sort of vegan restaurant. Yeah. It's so nice when you can find an all vegan place because, like, there's so Dude, few happy of them cow? that exist. You- happy Cow is the best. Literally. Happy Cow when I'm on tour. Every city we get to, I open Happy yep, Cow. If exactly. you don't know, uh, Happy Cow is an app where you can find vegan and vegetarian restaurants or places that oh. have vegan and vegetarian options, um, which is like, it's not super. It's not uncommon anymore. Well, yeah. Like, like pretty much everywhere has I don't want to go somewhere but, and my only option is a Beyond Burger. Right. Because it's, yeah. Uh, but. That most places have vegan options. So, like, as far as, like, options go, it doesn't have a lot. But just finding an all-vegan restaurant oh. is the – especially when you're somewhere, like, in, like, New York or Chicago yeah. or these big cities because there's so many of them. And you just find one close to you, and it's always a, a oh, great I experience. I love went. finding those I want to say it was, like, Harrison Street Cafe in Richmond. Yeah. I have a friend in Richmond, uh, Chloe. Shout out, Chloe. Um, they came to the Richmond show that when we played there. And I was saying how in the morning we like are probably going to try and find like a coffee place and like get some breakfast. And they were like, dude, you got to go to Harrison Street Cafe. The best vegan French toast. I yeah. I swear and die by Amy's Place LA Vegan French Toast. Yeah. This I've never the- been to Amy's Place, <gasps> which is insane. Yeah. <gasps> There's a lot of places that like as a vegan that I've never had or I've never been to or. Well, I've never been there, but I've never had Fry Baby's Donuts. Ah! Yeah. Anyways, which like I'm like I'm doing veganism shame. Dude, yeah. I've well, had their uh, pizza, their, their vegan pizza. Amazing. It's nuts. It's out of this world. Uh, uh, but I've never because their donuts like you can only get them at a certain time. At a certain time, and it's like I'm never able to. I get always there. hit yeah. it up after like classes at Buff State because it's yeah, like, right there. Right. Um, Once I move down uh, to the Elmwood Village, yeah, I will uh, be able to do that. But so this place in Richmond had brioche, vegan brioche French toast. Ooh. That sounds so good. Me and Mon, who was on tour with us, uh, 
she was doing merch for us. We were like splitting one and me and her were like on the verge of tears. Yeah. And she was like, she loves baking. So she was like, vegan brioche? Yeah. French toast? Yeah, it's nuts. It was so good. That's uh, Pat and I, when we were in New York, went to this place called Ha Ha Ha. Ooh. But it's J-A-J-A-J-A. Uh-huh. It's a Mexican restaurant. Me- Mexican, all vegan Mexican restaurant. It was fire. Uh, these and then we went there twice because we played New York twice <laughs> and on like we played New York and then played like a couple different cities and came back to New York and what's great about when you're in New York like there's just vegan restaurants everywhere yeah. and so we were trying to decide where to go and Pat was like let's just go there again and we went again and yeah that place is super super good we uh, there's like this place called Pancheros which is like along the east coast and it's like a Chipotle style restaurant yeah Oh my God, the best burrito I've ever had. Yeah. And we went there when we were in Connecticut this past weekend because it was just like there. And I was like, oh, I've heard good things about this place. They make the tortillas there. Damn. Like I told the girl, I was like, yeah, can I get a burrito? And she literally just takes dough, puts it on this thing and flattens the tortilla and like puts it on the grill for me. And I was like, what is this place called? Pancheros. And where is it? And, like along the East Coast. Okay. You'll prob- it's like. Is it like a vegan place or they is They have it- tofu. Oh, they just have a vegan. Yeah, they have menu a vegan items. option, but cool. like the tofu is amazing. Yeah, of course. But um, there's also this place in Teaneck, New Jersey, called Veggie Heaven, and it's just like Asian style restaurant yeah. and like a full sushi menu of just vegan options. That's insane. It's so what a good. dream. It's literally my favorite place to go to when I'm in Jersey visiting my yeah. friends. Nice. That's yeah. dope. Um, and we can wrap this up, I suppose, because I don't want to run into more issues. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked for about an hour at this point. Um, so, what do you, uh, Spaced. What is the Spaced uh, social media handles? Um, I believe it's Spaced HC on everything. For Instagram, it might be Spaced underscore HC. Yeah, that's, I was going to say, I think um, there's one with an underscore. But, but Twitter is Spaced HC. I'm on Twitter. I, I manage the Twitter. John's does now, too. Yeah, so if good. you see anything really weird, it's probably him. Yeah. Um, and then like Donnie handles Instagram because Instagram scares me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find us. Um, we should have new music out relatively soon. Sweet. What are you putting out? How many songs is that? Oh, uh, like, I think we're putting thing? out a single. Oh, cool. Within the next few weeks, um, and then probably two more songs before we head to Europe. Nice, yeah. amazing. Shout out! Shout out! Women in hardcore. Shout out Lexi. Uh, shout out Spaced. Check out Spaced. Follow them on social media. Check out their music. Come see them on tour if anybody for is listening to this for some reason outside of Buffalo. Uh, check out their tour dates. And uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, buddy.